For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for finding us on your favorite podcast app, whether that's whether that's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, or others. We're also on Dash Radio. Download the Dash Radio app for free. Search for Nothing But Net. We're there every single day at 7 p.m. Also, check out the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Plenty of new streaming shows going up there, as well as FiveReasonsSports.com. Make sure you spell that out, F-I-V-E, ReasonsSports.com, for the latest takeaways from Brady Hawk, Chris Chase, and others on South Florida sports. Also check out the great sponsors of the five reasons sports network. We're really excited about this sponsor. It's a new one. It's a CBD company that was founded in 2019 by a physical therapist to optimize performance and recovery for active people. It's called therapist preferred. You can find it at therapistpreferred.com. hundred percent THC free and third party lab verified all products made in the U S with cutting edge technology from organically grown hemp. The most popular products are the CBD sports cream, the strawberry lemonade and green apple flavored gummies. I got some of those USDA certified organic tincture, free shipping on all orders, all orders and 20% off your order if you use the promo code five reasons, that's the number five reasons and shop now at therapistpreferred.com to do that or follow them at THRPST preferred on Twitter. Therapist Preferred, found at therapistpreferred.com, is for active people by active people. And now, tonight's episode. One, two, three, four, five on the floor. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick with Alex Toledo and Greg Sylvander, part of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome back to the latest episode of Five on the Floor. I am your host, Greg Sylvander. Uh, With me tonight is Alex Toledo. Uh, No Ethan Skolnick, so while the cat is away the mice will play i guess is how that saying goes um so tonight's floor plan now hold on the floor plan let's go straight to a guts check i think everybody needs to get a grip you got to stay together if you got the guts and you don't find the first door and run out of it there are no obstacles there's no obstacles all there are are accusations and opinions we have done this since 1995 We'll find out what we're made of here. If you got the guts. This is Guts Check with Greg Sylvander. Oh, are you serious? The Heat have shot over 40% from three, three games consecutively. Is Bam Adebayo finding his stride? Did Tyler Hero look a lot better tonight? Did he look polished? Did he look confident? Did he make enough shots? Goran Dragic is looking a little bit better. Slowly but surely, we're seeing it. Jimmy rounding into form. I'm feeling good. I feel like this was um, a game where we saw Spo bring out the playoff lineup. Uh, and you can see where Iguodala would sub for KZ. 
This team is primed for a run. Uh, I think they're going to go 10 and four, at least maybe even 11 and three. I am picking up steam. I am pumping the sunshine as they've said on Twitter. This was a um, back-to-back defensive dominant efforts and have the guts to fit, to see it through with this team. They're getting into a four or five seed and uh, let's do this. We got a white hot playoff run coming uh, really, really soon, but let's get to tonight's episode. So um, back to your regularly scheduled programming, uh, the Miami heat ended up uh, really routing the San Antonio Spurs 107 87 uh, in San Antonio, a place Miami rarely wins uh, led by Bam out of bio. This dude was just killing it. Alex, you are much better at this X's and O's stuff. Uh, so I'm going to lean on you heavy when we get into what Spo did defensively tonight, because I feel like he really switched some things up that was super interesting to watch. But let's start with Bam. Um, and we're going to touch on Hero 2. Just seeing Bam, like, it felt like he shot more than 12 times, right? Like, this, this was a Bam game. This is absolutely a Bam game. Uh, I will say that he shot exactly 12 times. So he ended up eight of 12 uh, for the night, but I love what we saw from him there. Like, I just think he was more decisive as a scorer, like we wanted to see. And you know how it is with Bam. Like he's just, he has these games where he puts it together on the offensive end. He's like, wow, he's really showing that potential. Like he's getting it. He's getting the buckets in all the different ways, including on his own. Right. Which I think is what you want to see. You want to see the variety and like, you just, you want to see him put together these games consecutively, but to see him just, you know, they're starting to come a little bit more often. You know what I'm saying? Like he's on that right trajectory. And I, I what he does on defense, like it, we don't even got to talk about it really because it's that obvious, but it's just, he is a monster. He is a monster on the defensive end as it is. And for him to be putting it together on offense, it gets me really excited. He looks really confident with the jumper when uh, guys like step back a little bit off of him and, I just think they're really coming together, especially that starting group. I, I just think like they really found something there, especially on the on the defensive end. They have uh, really good chemistry together, and I just think that group has it all figured out. And you know, Jimmy and Bam rounded out at the top, and they're both at the top of their game right now. So like, I can't match the the amount of guts. You know, I don't have that. I I can't match it there. The, that analytic, you you got me beat there after what you did, but. I'm excited, man. Like, I, I still feel pretty good about this team, even though they're so inconsistent. Like, we're, we're back in that theme. They, they lost a few, and now they won right back and won three in a row. It's like a, it's like a cryptocurrency that makes you nervous every, <laughs> every other day, right? It's just up and now. down, just up and down. But uh, look, man, they're putting stuff together that I think matters, including Bam putting it together, and I just think it's a, it's a good sign. Yeah, I mean, the defensive stuff uh, has happened all year, but the way it's happened in the last couple games has just been suffocating in a way that um, I just feel like it's like they've revved up the intensity, even when Jimmy and Bam weren't out there and to see the team hold tonight, um, to your point, like it has been up and down. And, uh, you know, I'm hope trafficking and and that's widely known and that's just the lane that I, uh, you know, like to to stay in. But I, I think that... Um, uh, you know, if if this season has told us anything, it's to expect the worst um, in terms of them going up and down, up and down. But with now 13 games left, I just feel like this is the moment where they're going to be led by Bam and Jimmy on a consistent basis. And if they just get guys like Tyler Hero, and this is where I want to go next. Um, there's been loud noises nationally about Tyler Hero. Ethan, uh, 
I, you know, he referenced something uh, on a podcast with Ira and we're not going to delve into much of that, but we were interested to see how he was going to step up tonight. And, um, you know, initially he looked a little hesitant, but he still was poised and, and, and getting, you know, he didn't make any big mistakes and things like that. And then he really got going. Alex, what did you think of Tyler's performance coming back? And uh, it's been a little while since we've seen that Tyler. I think he looked like ultra confident out there, which is what you want to see from him. And again, talking about guys being decisive with their shot. That's exactly what Tyler was tonight. Like you saw him, especially once he started going, I mean, once he started getting going there, especially towards the end of the game, like he was just firing off whenever he had the shot. And I wish we would see more of that from Tyler. You know, I was saying recently that I just think he needs to take more threes in general. I know I've said that at other times throughout uh, this season, but I just think like that was his biggest strength when you drafted him. And although he's really good at operating in the mid range and, you know, coming off a curl and making stuff happen from there, he, he's gotten better at that since he's since being a rookie. I like, again, mixing it up. I just think if he could play a little bit more outside in instead of, you know, from the mid-range out to the three, you know, from three to mid-range, that's kind of how I would like Tyler to grow into his shot profile a little bit just because, like, I love what he has in the mid-range game and how comfortable he is there where if you get run off there, you got that. But if I think if you're looking for it too much, it becomes a little bit predictable. And I just think, like, coming off the catch, you see a little bit of opening, you take that three. And I think – for sure, Spo, you know, uh, encourages him, but I just don't think it's in that same to that same degree that they encourage Duncan to fire every single time. And so I like that Tyler was just a lot more decisive with the jumper today, wasn't hesitating as much, and he really got that confidence going. I think he needed this game. Uh, I love that you bring up this whole dynamic of uh, his shot profile in the mid-range versus getting it a little deeper. Um, shout out to Chef Trilly, who once uh, compared – Tyler Hero on Twitter to Rip Hamilton, uh, which I thought was a really interesting comp, player comp to make, uh, and that was recent. Um, but you're right. Like, when he goes five or five from six for three, it also do, just does something to him from a swagger perspective that's not quantifiable, and I know a lot of people will probably cringe when they hear me talk about that kind of stuff, but with him, I just feel like there's a confidence factor that's undeniable, and uh, we saw it tonight. So, um so all good things there. Uh, when we come back from the break, I want to get in more to what we saw on defense. And then uh, just we since we saw playoff rotations in this game, we're going to talk about the playoff implica implications as it relates to the standings with a couple updates. We'll get back to the episode in a second. Before we do, I want to tell you about another great sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network, and that, of course, is Manscaped.com. you got to use the promo code 5RSN, the number 5 RSN for this one to get 20% off your order and free shipping. Of course, Manscaped has the perfect package 3.0 for all of your below the waist grooming needs. They also have the new cologne with the same signature scent. I love saying this light approachable and genuinely in all the right ways. So you got to check it out. Manscaped.com again, 20% off when you use the code five RSN 20% off and free shipping with the code five RSN got to say this your balls and your body will thank you and now back to the episode welcome back so in, in this portion of the episode uh i really wanted to do a little bit of a deep dive on what we saw from the team tonight uh well really in both games but particularly against san antonio uh, with the defense because i felt like um the zone was almost um it, it to me, I know that they that they played it, 
for stretches, but it almost felt like a fake zone. Like they were just like fake, like almost like faking them out. Uh, I, I can't even really articulate it. Alex, you're probably better at this than me. Like what exactly did you see from Spo and the way that he mixed up the defensive schemes throughout the game? So I don't remember at what point exactly he started using his own, but he definitely brought it out a lot more this game than we've seen in recent stretches. We obviously saw a lot of it last year, and I think it's kind of been, you know, in and out of the, you know, of the coverages this year, especially after trade deadline when you kind of got more of those defensive pieces that you needed. I think we've seen it less. So it was cool to see that they're still good at it. I thought they did a really good job executing it tonight, including the guards. Like Kendrick looked really comfortable there. I thought Tyler and, you know, and Goron are as active as they can be. And, all of the, by the way, just all the guards in general tonight were pretty damn good, even though not all of them shot as great as Tyler. That, like, like I've said in other episodes, it tends to be the theme that one of them is hotter than the rest. But I just think overall, as like complete, you know, playing on both ends of the floor, they did a really good job. And so, what, what their zone is so aggressive and weird because, like, you saw that at some points they were starting off with like a full court press. And then yeah. it would turn into a – it was like a full-court press where it was a 2-2-1 zone. Obviously, the two are all the way at the top of the, the other side of the court. And yeah, then that's once why they, I had trouble tracking it. Exactly. Yeah, and then once they would flow back into a half-court defense, it became a regular 2-3. But then the 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 weird quirk that, they, that they've been doing for a while now is that they have the guys on the edge of, of the zone, the, the two guys on the corners, helping, like, aggressively. Like, they'll leave the corner open, which I think is kind of – one of the reasons you see some of these open looks, but I, th I just think they did, they did a really good job of like executing the zone and coming back out to contest whenever those threes were there. And so, you know, it's one of those things where there's so much variance with three point shooting that maybe on another night, uh, a team might carve it up if they get hot from three. But I just think in general, the heat didn't let them get hot, which is kind of important. And the threes fell for them uh, tonight. And I just hope like, they get a lot of confidence from this type of win because it's like, damn, this is what we could be. This is what we what we should be. I just think like, that's how I look at them. I, I, I just know for sure that they look at themselves as that type of team. And I'm just glad to see them put it together like that. Yeah, no, I'm with you there. It's like uh, the defenses came through and we kind of thought this would be an offensive season. And now um, when Jimmy and Bam are back on the floor and firing on all cylinders, uh, you know, Duncan didn't have a particularly impressive game, but they're scared as hell that he's about to and uh, and Kendrick Nunn like and back to your point about the guards on defense like he he competed tonight and he stayed in front of guys and and he didn't have easy matchups so uh, definitely uh, want to shout him out there and um, and I, I, it'll be interesting to see as they get into the playoffs um, provided everything goes well knock on wood that, uh, you know, how Spo deploys that, uh, that whole trapping scheme and the gambling that's associated with it in a, in a playoff series. And, and speaking of playoffs, this is where I want to go next. Uh, I'm going to read a tweet by uh, a friend of our program and um, uh, the co-host of the Dunker Spot podcast, uh, Steve Jones Jr. tweeted uh, tonight, I'll say it, if the Knicks can stay in the four or five matchup, they are getting out of the first round. Those offensive stretches give me pause, but I don't think you want to see them in a playoff series. Um, the Knicks have kind of had the team profile that the Heat maybe expected to have this season, it seems, um, in some kind of weird way. I don't know that that's going to be sustainable. 
Alex, are you buying what Steve Jones Jr. saying about the Knicks there in the four or five matchup? I mean, just to update the standings, uh, the Knicks beat Atlanta tonight. Trey Young did get injured in the game. Um, so uh, we'll see how quickly he can get back on the court. Hopefully it's soon. But now the Knicks are in the four spot. Uh, and, um, you know, the Heat can still catch them, but the Knicks are playing really well. Are you, are, are you at all flinching at a New York matchup? I mean, if you're talking about it from a Heat perspective, no, I'm definitely not. Like, and you know we've we've been making Knicks jokes as as Heat fans forever and ever, right? Especially since they've just been so incompetent for the past couple of decades, for the most part. But no, I want to give them respect. I'm gonna give them some respect for the the team, the season that they've put together. It's been just a downright competent one, right? Like nothing too crazy, but they're they've just been hovering around and kind of been over 500 for a little while now. I mean, they've had a solid ass defense. Like I'm um, looking at it right now, they're fourth in the league in defensive rating. So that sounds that, about that right. That effect is crazy, man. Yeah, and they're in the 21th on offense. So that sounds about right because I, I look at their roster yep. and, you know, especially with Tibbs, like you said, and it just doesn't look have the profile of a really good offensive team. But Julius Randle, like that guy just took a huge leap. It, it's not it's not a looter and a riot stuff. Obviously, they empowered him and kind of using him as their best scoring playmaker, which I think is different from how he's been used in the past. But he just has a way better three-point stroke. Like, he gets to it off the bounce now. He's obviously a really strong player. He's, he's really good at getting to the basket and drawing fouls. He's even playing, like, really good defense. I just think the team as a whole is just solid, right? The Knicks are cool. I'm not afraid of them if I'm the Heat. Like, there's no shot. There's absolutely no shot you can get me to say, right, that I, the Heat should be afraid of them. I mean, they can, they can push the Heat. That's for damn sure, especially if you're talking about a first-round series without Oladipo and you're just kind of playing on the margins and both teams. I mean, look, that that I wasn't old enough to watch those series, but that might be kind of reminiscent of the old 90s Heat-Knicks series, man, because both teams are struggling to score and just defending their asses off. Like, that would be a competitive series. But, look, the Knicks might uh, – they could, they could beat the Celtics. They could beat the Hawks. <laughs> Right. No. And like, I just like throwing that Celtic slander there, but I just want to say they're formidable. At any moment we can throw in Celtic slander, we are going to sneak it in, but you know, that Knicks heat matchup, if it became four or five would be really intriguing. I feel like it would rejuvenate that rivalry a little bit. And that is much needed. I think that the NBA is better if the heat and the Knicks are good. I guess that's just my biased opinion. And you're right. It would be an old school series. It would be a low scoring grinded out kind of matchup. So let's hope for that. Um, I want to quickly, because we saw um, Spo really get down to his playoff rotation, like, uh, you know, when I talked about this being a BAM game against San Antonio tonight, had they had to play the starters the full game, BAM was like trending towards a 40, you know, burger, like it, he, he was balling. So like only to, because they had to pump the brakes um, late there, do I think that he didn't have to, you know, necessarily push as much, but you look ahead in the schedule. They're at Atlanta on Friday. No Trey Young. He's not going to play this soon after what happened tonight. Back to back with Chicago, San Antonio again, which they've proven they can beat. Cleveland, Charlotte, Dallas, Minnesota, Boston twice. Um, and then Philly, Milwaukee, Detroit. I'm running through that quickly just so that we have some frame of context. To me, like all of those games seem winnable to me. So, um, Alex. Putting you on the spot, where are the Heat finishing this season on on May seventeenth? Where will what seed will they be? This feels like they're gonna end up in the fifth seed again. I don't know why. I have no like mathematical reasoning behind that. Not, not any type of breakdown of their schedule versus any other team's schedule. 
for some reason, I've just felt this season like they're going to finish like a fifth seed, and it still feels like they're on that trajectory, right, just going up and down all season, and it feels like just they're just going to end up in that same exact seed that they were last year when they ended up getting to the finals of the fifth seed. Uh, and you know what? That's exactly what I want. Obviously, a, a fourth is preferred, right? Fourth seed is preferred, but you like home court advantage, but I just think they need to get into that four or five uh, bracket there because I think you want to avoid uh, potentially drawing Milwaukee or Brooklyn in the second round, especially Brooklyn even with their, you know, health concerns. I just think, you know, Philly is probably, and this is just my opinion, and you know me, I'm going to talk I'm gonna talk down on the Sixers. I just think they're the easier of the three. If you're talking about a Heat second-round matchup versus one of those top three teams in the East, I think they have the best shot at the Sixers. And, look, I just think they need to get there because this team is not, right, like this is not some team that's been elite all year and you could just kind of guarantee uh, wins, right, like, they need to get to that four or five matchup and just make it as easy as themselves on possible, like as possible. Like you might be able to draw the Knicks. You might be able to draw the Hawks. Like these teams, like I've said, are competent. They're not terrible. Like they have been for the past couple of seasons, but those are the teams you want in the first round. All right. Yeah, no, you're right about that. I mean, we're, we're not scared of any of those teams. And, and as you look at the rest of the schedule, like when you have like this, um, two games set with Chicago and both of them are in Miami. You got to get both of those damn games. You have a back-to-back set at Cleveland at Charlotte um, as, as well as Charlotte's played. You got to get those games because Dallas is going to come to town. Uh, you've got two games in Boston in, uh, you know, to close out the season, which is, you know, you know uh, just a product of this season. So, so that's going to be weird. So it's going to be interesting to see how they jockey for position. Cause I do think the four or five matchup is the most favorable for them. And uh, to me, so, even if you get Boston, it is, yeah, even if, I, which obviously I, is the least you, the, the one you want least, but still like, give me that. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And also, um, you know, now with this James Harden news, um, I, I'm kind of inclined to think you think Philly ends up in, in that one spot. So that that's why you're trending on that four or five matchup. Yeah, they've been there and, you know, the, the Nets have their health concerns I don't know. I don't know. I hope they stay there and I hope that's where the heat can end up. Like the Nets thing is interesting, right? Cause if they just had these health concerns, like this whole time, ever since Harding got traded there, they've played what, like seven, 10 games together in total. So, you know, that's definitely a question. I just, you know, I don't want them in the second round regardless. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I mean, I, I tweeted that about the seven games that they played together and somebody was like, well, you know, it's been even less with that with Oladipo in Miami. And I had no reply for that. Um, but I'm with you. Like, let let's do the let's eliminate the Knicks and then eliminate the Sixers and then eliminate the Nets and then see where we get. And there that's how I'm feeling to end tonight. Thank you for listening. We will be back the rest of the week with episodes, pregames, postgame shows. You know the drill. Uh, thank you for for listening. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. <laughs> <laughs>